passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special bonus edition here at Post Wrestling. I'm John Pollock, and I'm joined by Wei Ting. We're coming at you on a Sunday night, a non-pay-per-view Sunday night, but we wanted to uh, check in with everybody, and wait, wait, I also want to just, I want to chat with you. I feel like oh, yeah. I'm not going to see you for a while. Probably not, yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean you might not see me through a webcam. It's just know? not the same way. I mean, you, you come over here multiple times a week. I mean, it's a... Uh, might not see you for a long time, so I just I just want to chat with my friend tonight. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think in times like these, it, it's definitely nice to hear a familiar voice, and um, you know, it's nice to be able to hear yours. And maybe for some of our listeners, it's nice to even hear ours. So, um, you know, I might not be able to see to see you in the flesh, but I feel like you'll be hearing my voice a whole lot over the next several weeks. Yeah, there may be a lot of us in the uh, the weeks to come. Um, we're, we're going to get into like all the latest uh, stuff that's going on, and we're going to be joined by two guests on the show. I had announced earlier today Andrew Thompson would be joining us, and well, we haven't announced it yet, but we'll, we'll have a second guest joining us as well. I think that people could maybe do some uh, by process of elimination. I mean, to me, when there's a crisis, there's one man to call, and he will be joining us uh, in about 10 minutes' time or so, but – uh, Wait, you and I have not uh, done a show together, at least, un- uh, since Thursday. So, number one, how was your birthday? And number two, what have the last couple of days been like uh, on your end? Yeah, what a what an interesting question. I mean, at the rate we're moving, it just feels like, you know, a Doesn't week- Thursday feel like a month ago? This this week feels it like it was uh, an entire month. So, since, since Wednesday. So, I just remembered, you know, the the the, the phone call you and I had last saturday so not yesterday but like the last the last saturday you me and robert talking about like oh all this stuff is going on like we didn't know what the status of wrestlemania was like what were we going to do with our our tampa show and i think in the conversation that that the three of us had at that point we made the decision to to proceed with it um but we we were very we were very hesitant like a week ago very yeah um, you know, but you know, I guess we had just, you know, whatever, whatever the decision was like that, at that time, it was like, okay, we're, we were going to proceed with the trip. Boy, mm-hmm. does that feel like it was ages ago. Cause I can't 
envision myself now even entertaining the thought of even stepping into an airport. Um, man, I shudder at the thought of even like, you know, stepping into like a subway. So I just, I I can't imagine, I can't believe how much like, mm, not just my opinion, but I think like, you know, the broad opinion has, has really changed in, in, in the week. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to go into uh, uh, like too much stuff, but like we, we had like a family member who had just flown to, to Europe on Monday and he has gone through just an unbelievable process to get back here. And you can imagine what the, the stress level was in uh, this entire week and is now back in Canada, but is on his way north of the city to uh, self-isolate now for the next two weeks away from everybody. So, I mean, it, it's affecting everybody. I, I think everyone is is going through this in varying degrees at the moment. And it's like really settling in that this is something that is going – it's not something that it's just going to magically disappear in a week. People are settling into the reality of this is what life is going to be like for at least the foreseeable future. And and hopefully it's not um, an, ex- an excessive amount of time, but this isn't going away in a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that. Um, I feel like that was always like maybe a part of the conversation, but I don't think it's really setting settling into a lot of people's heads into now. And maybe for some people, it's still not settling in. Dude, there's still some people that, you know, it's um, – I, I don't know if the severity has hit everybody and, um, you know, you, everyone's going to have, I guess, uh, mixed thoughts because in this day and age, everybody has an outlet to express their opinion and it's going to be a wide range of it. I, I would I would say though that the majority of most rational people are treating this with the severity that I think it entails – as well, and we're recording this just after uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has just put out a recommendation that for the next eight weeks, um, I'm just going to read it here. In accordance with its guidance for large events and mass and mass gatherings, uh, the CDC is recommending that for the next eight weeks, organizers, whether groups or individuals, cancel or postpone in-person events that consist of 50 people or more throughout the United States. Events of any size should only be continued if they can be carried out with adherence to the guidelines for protecting vulnerable populations, hand hygiene, and social distancing. When feasible, organizers could modify events to be virtual. And um, there's more to the statement there that I actually uh, tweeted out earlier. But uh, to me, way I think that this recommendation, like we kind of have, I think, a mixed opinion from most about Specifically on combat sports, because they are at the center, at least of the sports world, uh, kind of in our lane of companies that have opted to go through with events from WWE, AEW, and the UFC primarily, that I think there are some that are viewing this as they're trying to provide escapist entertainment and the show must go on. I think that there are some, there are some defense of that versus the concern others are showing. I think there's now kind of a line where any kind of nobility to that it's kind of treading into me into the stubborn and somewhat irresponsible that we're continuing these at this point. And I just feel with each day that's passing, it's going more and more to, to the latter. And that's my opinion of it. Oh yeah. Like I know that's always kind of WWE's, you know, go-to line, like where, you know, they loved like doing things in the face of, of uh panic, I suppose, because they, you know, as they say, they want to put smiles on people's faces and I think if you know this, if you follow this company long enough, you know that that's just PR. 
Um, I, I'm sure there's some some uh, truth to it as well, but uh, they're also. I, I think money. it's very much in their branding now of WWE will always be here. I think that's something that we go back sure. to how they handle okay. post nine eleven. Um, well, listen, I, I think like there is certainly that um, belief that they are doing a service for their fan base, but I think it's well. If they it, weren't getting paid, John, do you think they would be doing these shows? Um, yeah, I think that that's certainly a, a factor in Fuck, all of no. this. Of course, I don't think they would be. I, I do feel that WWE, just looking at their track record, I, I do think like there is something that they feel is. Um, patriotic in the sense of what they're doing i, I think that oh, vince yeah. mcmahon does does believe in that um i will add this and and i was told this by several people that were there at the performance center on friday that like it, it was conveyed like anyone that does not want to be here uh can't can go home no repercussions like it is not uh no one is being forced to do these shows is kind of how it was implied to me which is uh very similar to what we had heard reported about the message tony khan gave to the locker room but at the same time, like you and I both know, way that if if your leadership is saying, "Hey, we're all going to be at work, we're going through with these shows," it doesn't have to be stated, but there is that it's kind of implied that you know what it's this is the the, the team is moving forward with this, and are you going to be uh, straying from that, or are you going to be on board for this? And I, I feel that it's almost one of those where you have to protect the athletes from themselves and kind of eliminate that decision. And that's where leadership to me is, is defined by in difficult situations, making those difficult choices for the good of everybody and not just thinking about uh, your larger fan base or existing contracts or anything like that. Like let's look at the health, well-being, and just uh, peace of mind that it would give a lot of these performers, their families that are probably concerned about them being on the road, that it's to me just the right call to make at this time. And then we're going to deal with the fallout of how we're going to fill these hours, what we can use, like just with our archive. And there are options that are out there. The idea of doing these empty arena shows, to me, it just feels um, to me not not the right call, even if some may be looking at it that they, they want to see the company go through with these. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what's involved with, you know, travel with, with some of these shows. I mean, certainly a lot of people will be traveling in. And I feel like at this point, I don't know. I don't know what the recommendation is uh, um, from, from the government itself. But can they not string a show together with locals that are in the area around the PC? I mean, there, there's enough uh, Florida-based um, uh, people with the company that, yeah, I guess you could. Um, but again, that goes to... You know, you're you're eliminating some risk by they're they're not getting on planes and traveling. There there's still you know there is still an assumed risk here. Yeah, right. And it, and it will certainly, you know, you you look at it. It's is it um, high risk, low risk? I mean, it's it's to me it. You are just opening that. We're we're talking about uh, golf. Golf is shutting this down. You know what I mean? And the idea that uh, I'm going to watch an MMA card where guys are sweating and bleeding on one another and professional wrestling where. It's by its very nature, you are working in concert and in contact with another human being. Um, I don't know. It just seems to me that why? Why are we taking this this risk at this point? Is it necessary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, these are these are uh, big questions. And I think it's a I, I don't see um, WWE backing down lightly from, you know, continuing to work. I think it's been established that they're going to have to be forced not to do these shows because as long as the decision is theirs, 
they're going to move forward with this. Sure. Yeah. And even then, though, like you said, I think there are a lot of different creative ways that they can produce content. Uh, but anyway, that's that's a it's a different conversation, I think. But I think this CDC recommendation, I mean, to me, it's the next nail in the coffin of WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, certainly. I, I, I was pretty, mm, I didn't think it was going to happen either way, but yeah, we shall see. Um, the Hillsborough County Commissioner um, uh, has stated that they're hoping the WWE makes this decision, but if not, uh, they may have to pull the plug themselves. And again, um, like, I really don't know what the answer is of what is what is the financial liability of one side pulling the plug versus the other. And I think that's certainly uh, an important point to look at all of this. And it's you can go beyond WWE that in so many uh, different walks of life at this point that so many people are looking at the financial implications of what this means to them. And that becomes a big decision making process for you that. If I'm going to close down my business, the financial impact that's going to have on me that people are forced to choose between what is most healthy for me versus the financial burden I'll be placing myself myself in by putting my health first. And that goes across the board. And it's um, it's, it's very tough to see, but that's a choice that's a reality for a lot of people that they have to make. It's a real tough predicament a lot of these people are being caught in, uh, not just, of course, in this industry, but uh, plenty of businesses that are you know, have to consider whether or not to continue operation. Um, it sucks. It really sucks. And there's, again, no, I think, uh, easy answer. Um, I would think that by this point, mm, I feel like a lot of people are expecting this, this, all of this to not go down. Um, but maybe it's just more of a technical game that, that they're kind of waiting for to play out. So at this point, way we're going to uh, welcome in not one, but Two guests to the show. Uh, first up, he is the man you know and love at postwrestling.com. Andrew Thompson is with us. Andrew, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, John and Way. I appreciate you guys having me on, man, per usual. So uh, let's get into it. Yes. And, you know, whenever there is a, a crisis out there, I think that everyone just wants to see the uh, the light flash into the, into, the, into the heavens. And we call for help. And that is why... <laughs> The one and only Nate Milton here, the king of the intro that I cannot possibly replicate. Nate Milton, come make sense of the world for us. What is going on, Brother Pollock, Brother Ting, and, and of course, the youngest in charge, Brother Andrew Thompson? I, I know the postmarks out there might be going through the darkest of nights, but as Kendrick Lamar once said, we going to be all right. That's why we, we need Nate just to soothe everyone's <laughs> fears, bring us all back down. It's, uh, it is your audio version of a deep breath. That is what Nate Milton is here to provide everyone for. And I wanted to start off uh, with you guys. Um, uh, Andrew, just uh, for those uh, unfamiliar, maybe if you can just kind of share um, what's going on in your area and sort of what the last couple of days have been like for, for you just on a personal level uh, dealing with this. Uh, it, it's been sort of, I, I wouldn't call it a, a panic per se from my perspective, but I know a lot of people are in that panic mode. I'm pretty sure you guys have 
seeing all the you know all the uh, pictures and stuff on social media with people just completely uh, getting everything from every supermarket, uh, giant, any anything of the sort. Like that stuff is completely going on in my area. Uh, as far as schools goes, those have shut down. Colleges have closed down for the rest of the semester. Uh, it, it, people are taking this pretty seriously as, as they should, and uh, things are going exactly how you would think they are. They would go uh, in a situation such as this. And how about you, Nate? Uh, pretty similar to Andrew. Like I'm only a couple hours south of uh, Brother Thompson, and oh, yeah, I think yep, yep. I think uh, the biggest thing that I've noticed, and it's kind of crazy even to say it, is I don't think that most Americans, and I'm including people in Virginia, took this thing seriously until the NBA decided to call it quits, and and that was kind of like this shot heard around the world or at least heard around the country where it's like, oh, if if the NBA is shutting down and the NCAA is calling off March Madness and all these other big events that are just part of day-to-day life in this country are are being either canceled outright or postponed, then we should be taking this seriously. And, and so I think in the last week, uh, like Andrew said, schools have been shutting down. I think today was the first day where, you know, they kind of put up halt on religious services so uh you know people either had to miss church altogether or you know do it via some electronic means and so yeah like i've seen the the craziness at at the uh walmarts and the the targets of the world and 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 it's just i think the biggest thing for me way and, and i i gotta give a tip of the cap to alex patel who you guys had on this past week uh, and who marcus and i also talked to on the kings of sport where we have to walk this fine line, I think, where we have to be serious, but we don't we we shouldn't be scared, right? We we have to be prepared, but we shouldn't be panicked. And so I think that's everybody's kind of trying to find their equilibrium right now, uh, you know, once we're like into week two of this crisis. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I think that I'm bracing for that um, as much as anything. It's just the. The, the toll it'll have on the psyche and how people will react to it and how that'll affect our daily life. And I think that's to be expected. Um, we can, you know, kind of weather that storm. Uh, to what extent do you guys feel like that sort of panic is necessary in order for everybody to, you know, uh, make sure that, you know, this, this whole predicament doesn't get worse. Are oh, you going to kick it off, Nate? I, I think that we, definitely need to take this seriously, right? We definitely need to be vigilant, uh, particularly when it comes to just doing the basic stuff. You know, I, I can't believe that it feels like the world's needed a, a re-education on, you know, personal hygiene and washing their hands over the past <laughs> month or so. But it's like simple things like that, like being courteous and being cognizant of the people around you and, and, and uh, you know, kind of taking care of yourself and, and, and those that can't really take care of themselves but in, in terms of just kind of keeping your emotions in check, I think that communication is, is going to be a big key over the next month. You know, things like this, things like, you know, getting on the phone, talking to your friends, you know, kind of be finding a way to still have community, even if we can't physically be in contact with each other. I think it's going to be important over the next month because that isolation, that sense of, doubt that sense of uncertainty could have a bad effect on people and it doesn't help the situation here in america that our leadership seems to be giving out mixed messages and so like to everybody in america i would say you know 
follow the follow the advice of the experts, right? Even if the experts are telling you something different than what elected officials are, like follow the scientists, follow the doctors. No, what's and uh, you know again, just use common sense when, when it's your personal hygiene. So yeah, it, it's it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy, but I, I think that it's situation where yeah it's going to get pretty dark this this next week or so but we're going to come out of that we're, we're going to come out of this and and as long as everybody keeps their cool and people kind of act like they got some sense and act like you know we're all in this together we we, we can uh we, we can make that work andrew that, that's, that's that's how i feel about it <laughs> yeah just, just piggybacking off one of nate's points about how I, I i do agree and i feel like the world has got sort of like a kick in the butt just about uh, about how uh, important personal hygiene is and how it is how seriously important it is for you to be taking care of yourself just as an individual and that and then that in in turn you taking care of yourself you sort of in a way taking care of others in this situation um i i do feel like people need to take the proper precautions uh just with, with this and everything going on to to ensure the safety of everybody honestly because it's like th- th- this thing the the coronavirus is like we don't truly know like how or like just any like you it seems like you can contract this from just anywhere just some simple as touching the door at a movie theater because everybody's touching that and it's like it, it makes you very nervous in a way like even to from my own personal experience it makes me nervous to even like when I go out and I touch stuff like I, I'm very cautious about it. like I try to wrap my my arm around it or you know anything like that or elbow it like it, it, it's something that is I can tell is like. I, not, not not to be over dramatic, but I do feel like it's kind of striking fear in a lot of people, and rightfully so. So uh, you know, again, I think we do need to take the proper precautions with this, and you know, I, I, I do think we'll make it out. Uh, I don't think it'll be like a you know a, a one week, two week, three week thing, but it, it, it's it's going to take a while for for this to blow over, and and you know when it does, I, I think we need to continue those proper precautions it's just personal hygiene everybody take care of themselves and by doing that you're taking care of others man i i made the mistake last night of uh so you know i i sat i had some free time of course and you know uh, as many people were sitting down watching netflix my girlfriend suggests contagion <laughs> so i sat down watched that thing and god have you guys seen this thing it's like man there's like the, the, like they trace like where where this this thing like gwyneth paltrow gets comes from and it's like these close-ups of her because okay spoiler everybody she dies because she's got the virus okay and so like they, they they like trace back her steps and she's like touching the glass and then like the the bus boy grabs the glass and then he dies um you know it's 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 just it's, she's like uh, then the, like the the ashes of like the bus boys uh when the bus boy gets cremated his ashes are in, in like an urn and then like the girlfriend from touching the urn dies it's fucking crazy and I, <laughs> basically it was it's an entertaining movie but um yeah maybe not the best choice to to, make, to watch right now well happy birthday well thank you <laughs> that's how way uh, celebrated uh, his his big birthday was watching mm. uh, Contagion. Yeah, I mean, um, we were we were just uh, discussing Nate uh, before you guys jumped on here that the uh, the Center for Disease Control has just put out a recommendation that for the next eight weeks uh, they would advise against any large events um, that they are defining uh, consist of fifty people or yep. more throughout the United States. And you know, I I think that. 
opinions were somewhat mixed over the past week about the decisions, you know, chiefly among companies that we're covering from the UFC, WWE, AEW to go ahead with these shows. I would say it's it's much more skewing towards one side at this point of these are the outliers that are choosing to go forward when much bigger sports leagues and entertainment outlets are pulling the plug. And, and I think that certainly there is a bit of a spotlight now on these combat sports or professional wrestling companies that are kind of pushing through here. And it feels kind of having uh, a stubborn look at what science and experts are telling the world to be preventive regarding. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a couple ways you can look at it, John. Like I think in terms of just TV, like I'm not talking about a large scale event, like a WrestleMania or anything like that, but in terms of TV, I think that going on the information they had three days ago, which seems like, a lifetime ago, given the way that this story has rapidly evolved and changed o- over the past week, I think you could make an, an argument that like, OK, if we get to a secure location and we don't, you know, we don't have any fans or we limit the number of people here, you know, we can tape a bunch of shows and we can have TV for a month. And, and that way, you know, we'll, we'll live up to our obligation to our broadcast partners and, and everything will be fine. I could see that. But now, again, with with the CDC coming out and saying like 50, which kind of blew my mind a little bit because again you know you're thinking like a of set like for raw monday night like yeah. there's like yeah. that's not going to be under 50 people inside of that that studio on, yeah just like on monday. everybody listening like think about 50 people in a wall that's not a lot that's not a lot of people in that big space and so you know you're talking about school church most businesses you know and and so this has an effect on all industries, you know, entertainment, uh, uh, food, the restaurant industry, the, uh, you know, banking. Like, so there's so many things kind of intertwined with this. I think that based on the information that we have now, like, yeah, it's it's time to shut it down. I, I believe uh, not knowing any of these people intimately, but I believe like Tony Khan will be like, yeah, you know, we got we got we got to close up shop. Your boy Vince, that's a different story. <laughs> like I, I think Vince will will eventually capitulate, but if this was like if this was 97, 98 when Vince was at his peak McMahonness, I think he would be stubborn to the bitter end. Yeah, this is uh, affecting literally everything. Uh just speaking on professional wrestling as a whole, I know everybody, like the majority of people are waiting on the decision that WWE is gonna make about, you know, WrestleMania and just what you know what you guys are talking about the 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 limit of 50 people that like that i don't think that's going to work but like how nate just mentioned vince mcmahon he hasn't made the decision yet and and also there's a like a whole bunch of outliers with within that wrestlemania you have so many independent promotions Ooh, who are yeah. like just waiting on on the decision because they the, the amount of traffic that likely will be coming to their shows are deriving from wrestlemania so if wrestlemania shuts down then lord knows how many people i mean how, how many people are going to travel just solely for those independent promotions and then knowing that how much money they put into mania week and some of these promotions are literally banking on wrestlemania week and just emptying everything into it and they depend on that uh that amount of traffic to make that money back so it, it's looking real bleak for a lot of independent promotions uh just waiting on like beta breath of what, what wwe is going to do with wrestlemania because if they decide to shut it down some of these promotions they they might be you know temporarily or you know 
permanently shut down because like you, you've dumped so much money into these, you know, these hotels and flights for wrestlers mm. and all this stuff, and you can't get that money back. So it's like you, you, you basically just hitting a big loss. And and like, and like you guys said, this is affecting literally everything. I, I think I saw that uh, Dana White said UFC are going to keep continue to putting on shows. Uh, empty arena shows. I'm, I'm guessing. So uh, we're gonna see they're, how they're that scrambling out. as we speak. They're searching for a venue because they can't they can't go to England anymore for Saturday's card. There's mm-hmm. numerous uh, fighters that can't come overseas now because they they were using a lot of European based fighters on that card. They are con- they are contacting fighters to try and make up a card and find a venue to go ahead on Saturday. They've lost their main event because Leon Edwards cannot come over for to fight Tyron Woodley and. Dana is Dana White has been, you know, uh, public in like Vince McMahon is has not done any public statements about this. But Dana White has very much been the face of we are we are moving forward with everything unless there is a full shutdown and we're confined to our homes like he is adamant about continuing and I I think has drawn a lot of criticism and, and justifiably so. Yeah, like I, I didn't have a problem with them running the show Saturday night because, again, it's we're working with a moving set of facts, you know, and, and so, yeah, the building sold. Like, go ahead, even if there's nobody in there, let's let's do it. But then after that, that should have been it. There, there should have been no consideration of okay, maybe we can do this again. It's like no. It, at at what point are you not only you know endangering your image, right? Your, your brand as a company, but the fighters, right? The, the people that are supposed to be your business partners in this Dana White, you know, what point are you willing to say, okay, for the, for the good of these men and women that are coming out here to fight, I'm just going to call it off for, for the next month, the next two months. And then we'll pick back up after that. Wait, did you get a chance to see SmackDown? Because we haven't discussed uh, what you thought of how they went ahead with Friday's show. I did watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think uh, I echo a lot of your sentiments that you and Mike shared. Um, You know, it was a a show that was put together at the very last minute. And I think they did a very amicable, amicable job of like putting together something that felt like an empty arena smackdown in any other arena um, in a short amount of time with a very limited crew. Um, And I think it was a very curious watch. And therefore, I was entertained by that. Um, whether or not the curiosity will last, you know, through Monday and certainly into maybe another week of it, I really do have my doubts. Mm, yeah, but it was certainly the best that they could do uh, if if the, the decision was to go ahead with the show. I, I'm real interested to see how that's going to work out uh, tomorrow, which which would be Monday at the when they do it at the Performance Center for Raw, because that's so I, I, you 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 could kind of work with two hours of SmackDown, but three hours. A Monday night raw, like I'm pretty sure they'll have like a you know like a filler match, like how they uh, aired the tag title match from Elimination Chamber. But it just right. seems like three hours is going to be like a much tougher task to hold the attention of people tuning into this show, uh, opposed to you know two hours of SmackDown. And then that uh, you know like how Wade just said that original curiosity. Uh, I wonder what this is going to be like. Like, is it going to be bad? Is it going to be good? Mm. And stuff like that. But uh, now that people have already seen it, it's like okay, we, we're going to be able to see. But I, I'm, I'm I'm very interested to see. Um, AJ Styles and Undertaker do they contract signing uh, in an empty arena? That's going to be real interesting. The Austin Beer Bash by oh, himself. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's it, to me, it was on Friday. I I thought some of like the the interview segments to me came off well. I thought in the Reigns case, it actually kind of enhanced it that mm-hmm. you didn't have the crowd that was trying to you know that you had to work in like the, the pop breaks for and everything like that. That that part worked. Um, but but I do feel. 
you had a novelty to what is this show going to look like that is going to probably be uh, exhausted by the end of Monday and potentially, you know, three hours of this uh, coming up that uh, like you, Andrew, I think that they should be relying on, you know, putting in some matches. I mean, the idea of, hey, next Monday, it's the broadcast premiere of last year's WrestleMania, an edited down version. Mm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I there's so few like there's no sports going on right now. I think that you could probably do a pretty good number just with promoting for a week that WrestleMania on broadcast television next week because there's not a whole lot of people are seeking entertainment, but I think they want to have that peace of mind that these performers are not, you know, going and putting themselves at risk in order to put these shows on as well. And I I feel like this decision may not be WWE's to make for much longer and potential travel restrictions within the U.S. that look, could be an option coming down. Yeah, is, like, well, while I agree, I agree, ready, I agree that what, uh, you know, what Way was saying about SmackDown, like, it was it was admirable of them to go out there under those trying circumstances and, and pull that off, like, you know, as somebody that's been in some weird situations during broadcast, like, I, I get that <laughs> and I, re- I respect them, but I think being the worldwide leader in professional wrestling or sports entertainment, however you want to categorize it, they need to take a page out of the worldwide leader in sports book. And what ESPN started doing, I believe last night, maybe, maybe this morning. Uh, but instead of just running like hours on end of sports centers that are just basically interviews with coaches that can't meet with their teams or, or players that, that are, that are worried about the coronavirus. And instead of doing that, they've started going into their own catalog and airing 30 for thirties. Mm, sure. And there's even talk that, you know, one of the most anticipated programs that they have this year is this big, huge six or seven part series on the, the Jordan bulls. And it was supposed to come out in the summer and there's talk of them moving it up to next week or the following week. And so like, there's a lot, there, there's a lot of ways to, draw interest to your product without actually having to physically put people in harm's way. And, you know, when you talk about the WWE, one of the things that, that way always talks about is regardless of what you want to say about their booking or their storylines, their production is second to none. And there's, there's so many documentaries or features or, you know, old pay-per-view events that you could air in that time slot on USA that would still, you know, it might not do what a live raw would do, but you'll still get a, a good amount of viewers because what else are wrestling fans going to do in this time except watch wrestling? You know, we're, we're stuck at home, a lot of us. And, and so it's like, if you put something on that's interesting, yeah, we'll watch it, even if it isn't live wrestling. I'm oh, very yeah. curious because ESPN on Saturday, uh, they had the live card from Brazil, but they were bookending that by re-airing the Conor McGregor-Donald Cerrone fight from January. Yep. I'm really curious to see how that fight does uh, in comparison to a live event and if it's even comparable. I think that that message is being sent that this is it's a lot easier to just hit play than to be going to all of these other uh, extraordinary circumstances to try and uh, put together and piece together a card for this Saturday when, you know, you have uh, endless content that Mm -hmm. you can put put out there. And you you can run a lot of Conor McGregor fights and people might just be down to to watch, you know, historical stuff as well. Nothing is ideal about this situation. Um, I, I will say, I think, you know, the struggle with, with sports and the, really the appeal of sports is, is its relevancy. And, you know, even something like Connor and, and uh, uh, Cowboy, that's a, that's a fight that people have never seen on broadcast before. And it's still relatively current because it is, it is the last Connor McGregor fight. 
you know, even like what they did on SmackDown with the Elimination Chamber, that's current. How long can you go with that? Uh, you know, can you can you draw that same level of attention if it was like, you know, airing a classic match from like 10 years ago <laughs> or a year ago even? You know, at a point where I don't know if you would have as much curiosity. That said, though, I'm also curious to know, like, how they could repackage something um, to make it relevant. You know, having, like, you know, Stone Cold watch along with you, mm-hmm. you know, Stone yep. Cold versus The Rock. Something that Triple H new. on commentary for everything, including <laughs> UFC. <laughs> sure. Something like that. These are all things that I, I've always wanted them to do more of on the WWE Network in, it, itself. Not just, you know, airing an old pay-per-view for the sake of doing it, but repackaging it in a way to make it relevant yep. and, and, and feel fresh. I say WWE, they, they out here stealing Impact Wrestling ideas because if anybody <laughs> knows, Impact does that every week with their mm-hmm. TV show. They air a classic match for like 30, 40 minutes. And it, it's always a piece of their programming, but uh, it, it will you like I think WWE they could easily get creative with a situation like this, like the the filler a time slot on Monday Night Raw. How about you use your Twitter account or your social media channels and say, hey, w- w- which match or from 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 our past from our catalog would you guys want to watch on the USA Network to fill that time? And then you could get a better gauge of what would keep an audience, opposed to you just throwing mm-hmm. on some random match that nobody care about. Like I think it would be real good for them, like if. You, Put up a, a suggestion like you guys want to watch a Royal Rumble from whatever year. Go ahead, and watch that and stuff like that. But let, let me ask you this: Do you guys think that it would be good for WWE to go like on a like because they they never had an off season before? Do you think it would be a good time for them to have this off season and just hit a hard reset on everything and come back fresh, new storylines, new champions, everything? Uh, it, whenever they do decide to resume. You go hard first, right? reset in the in the sense that you know like like a Vince Russo hard reset like listen bro we, we're gonna we're gonna change up the whole script we're tearing everything up and throwing it out it's a new year <laughs> oh my goodness it's hard for me to see that happening you know like I don't see championships being refreshed I mean you know I I uh, they've they've gone through all this work of building these storylines heading towards WrestleMania so I think in some some way you will see those matches play out whenever things get back to normal. Uh, but is it a chance to, you know, you hear like us complain every single week. There's way too much wrestling. Well, we're not going to have that problem. Certainly. Uh, I do, the next I do feel like there is kind of the, the opposite effect of this, that, you know, to Andrew's point that there is going to be this pent up demand once they are ready to come back. And whether that's two months from now, we don't know. But to me, it's, you know, once people, uh, I think, are are back to a, a semblance of normalcy, that that WrestleMania to me could be a very big show because mm. it represents like here's our big comeback show. All the angles have been shot. This is the card that everybody had been uh, waiting for, and it's been delayed by several months, several weeks. And the the idea that you come back with a bang and almost present it as like WWE's return because people are that demand is is so high that you could have the opposite effect uh, that losing it that to me is the argument that the idea of doing a empty arena wrestlemania it's why like what are we really accomplishing by just putting together such a watered down version of what will be a big show when you are able to present it in the way that people want to consume that show and and honestly i think that in in some way this is actually beneficial to these storylines because I don't know how you guys have felt, but outside of Edge Orton and maybe Rhea and, and Charlotte, I haven't been too high on this card. And so now you have time, like, you know, to to kind of 
go back to what we were talking about, like what are they going to air for the next few months? I think like if you pick the key players of your WrestleMania matches and maybe have them host a night where Drew McIntyre, these are Drew McIntyre's five matches that influenced him the most. And Drew is like our guide and, and in the uh, interstitials, he's talking about Brock Lesnar and, and, and why this particular match ties back to him and Brock's feud. And I think there's a way that you could still progress these stories and, and actually slow down and tell a better story than they've been telling week to week on, on, on their television. Are you by... literally pitching the Drew McIntyre countdown? I, there mm. you go. There you go, John Pollock. Exactly. That's, that's, see, that's what we need. Just Drew McIntyre counting down every week. His top matches eventually leading us to WrestleMania. They, they, they sort of got something similar to that on the, um, I think on the WWE Network. I think it's called uh, Break It Down or something like that. Like when they have, yes. like I, I think Kevin Owens was mm. was a, was one of the guests. Like he broke down his uh, his top five favorite matches and yeah, there's stuff like that. But yeah, I think that would be a real solid idea just to gauge interest uh, for for the people that will be competing at this WrestleMania event whenever it takes place. Like, there's stuff you can do. Like, I, I understand, you know, Way makes a great point in that where's the relevancy if we're not having live action? But the good thing about wrestling, or, or what should be the good thing about wrestling if you promoted your characters right, is that the in-ring is only half of the story. We should be caring about, you know, these characters, these personalities. And so, like, how great would it be if we had, you know, Kofi one week, just running us back through. I know that they've done something on the network, but how many people have actually seen that? Like run back Kofi talking about the lead up to Kofi Mania last year or do something where, you know, Triple H, since, since he's flourishing in this new uh, commentator <laughs> role, like 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 John was saying, like Triple H and, and uh, you know, Stone Cold or, or Triple H and Rock. They're not going to get to Rock, but, you know, work with me here, people. Like Triple H and whoever his he feels his greatest opponents are, they talk over one of their matches. Like, I think there's, there's ways you can still keep the audience interested. Like, you might not retain all of your viewers, but you shouldn't lose a whole lot if you're still giving them interesting stories to watch every week. Uh, a few other topics I, I, I was thinking of today ahead of our discussion tonight is I would say even three weeks ago, I think we're looking at what um, – what, what a great time this is that if you're a wrestler whose contract is coming due and the idea that there is so much demand out there, primarily from WWE and AEW for all available talent. And it's a great time if your contract is coming due now. Um, do either of you, uh, I'll throw it out to everybody, see almost that, you know, th these companies, they don't know how long they're not going to be able to be doing live events and economically how this is going to affect them. And if you're an independent wrestler out there, it could be a very bad period for you. Do you mm. see kind of a reverse effect from a lot of guys that were seeking free agency that now the idea of being under contract and having that security mm. is going to be something that a lot of talent is going to be taking a, a much more closer look at in terms of, you know, just a, a uh, an act of God that we're seeing right now where being under contract certainly has its advantages and ability to at least sleep at night and not worry about your paycheck. Absolutely. I think that, you know, we saw this in the, with the NFL where the players association just signed a new CBA agreement. And last week, the talk was there was a good number of players that really weren't comfortable with it, that, that wanted to go back and change some of the language in the deal. But given the fact that there's so much uncertainty now with uh, the coronavirus, they, they were able to get it through. And I think that 
if you're somebody whose contract is coming up or you're, you're negotiating right now, like, yes, obviously, the grass is always greener on the other side. And if you're a talent that really hasn't been doing a whole hell of a lot in the WWE, AEW looks really good right now. But by the same token, you know what looks even better than AEW, Andrew Thompson? <laughs> what? Food on the damn table. <laughs> and so if, if, if I have to, you know, re-up for another year or two just to make sure that I've got that steady stream of income coming in, then that's what I've got to do because, yeah, like when, when your situation changes, when the world situation changes, then your outlook on these contracts will probably change as well. So I could see a lot of people who might have been leaning towards leaving the WWE to check out AEW or, or even New Japan or something like that. They're like, you know what? It's it's better to dance with the devil you know because the unknown out there is is a scarier proposition. Yeah, you have so many um, independent wrestlers, like even the ones I follow on social media, like – they they essentially out of work for the time being, so they gotta promote merch. They gotta you know launch websites and you know launch patreons and stuff like that. And 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 and, and that's all well and dandy, and that's all good. But it's not. It doesn't match what they usually make from you know from a conversation standpoint. Just just from the the shows that they do on a consistent basis, and so, some of them are tied into you know like an impact wrestling and stuff like that. And then on top of that, they have independent bookers, and now all that's cut off, and now they gotta find different ways uh, of income. Like that, that, I remember one time uh, I was watching this this interview that Xavier Woods did, and he was just like constantly reiterating that how important it is to have an an outside business or some type of side hustle outside of professional wrestling because he just was never sure how long it was going to last. And, and this was when New Day was like at the, you know, at the top of the top. He was just like, I just want to be sure that I can have, you know, that outside source of income whenever, you know, if a situation like this were to arise. And even though he's still in the contract with WWE, but, you know, the point still stands. Like you got a guy like um, off the top, like Ethan Page, who has his own YouTube channel, who's growing that. You got people like Thunder Rosa who has who's launching her own YouTube channel and, you know, revenue and all that. Uh, I think it's very important for wrestlers, I think for independent wrestlers specifically to now start to look at that life after wrestling type thing. Like even though they're focused on the now, it is very important to look at your, your future and, you know, start building businesses and, you know, things, other things that can provide you with, you know, multiple streams of income uh, after your career. That that's the sort of thing, like a side effect of all this, that that kind of like in a way excites me, because I I feel like wrestlers are a group of people that are insanely creative, and yeah. you know always I think part of the the problem you know we've seen the success of of people with YouTube channels and what it's done for their, for their careers whenever they able they're able to do it successfully, but the problem is that um, number one it they, it takes a lot of time to put. Uh, a good YouTube channel out there. It takes a lot of hours to put videos up or whatever sort of your social media game is. Secondly, your audience's attention is so divided because there's so much other wrestling out there to watch. Well, now there isn't. Now you get to make the the content yourself and you have an audience that, that will likely be craving fresh new content that WWE might not be necessarily providing in a traditional sense, that AEW might not be providing in a tradi- traditional sense. But if I want to fill an hour of my time, what do I do? Maybe I'll go on, you know, uh, Thunder Rosa's YouTube channel or something like that. Uh, it's an opportunity for a lot of people to create their own brands, you know, uh, when, when they're inactive in other ways. But, you know, going as far as talking about, like, um, I think you were talking about, John, like, um, are people more going to be more likely to sign with, like, a full-time company? You know, what we're talking about here is just, like, how much more people are will- are people going to be willing to take risks coming out of this? What we're talking about right now is, like, something that is traumatic. It will be traumatic, and it is already traumatic for a lot of people. 
uh, not just in pro wrestling, but like, you know, people like uh, traders, you know, people who have portfolios that are like, you know, a lot more high, high risk. I think this is going to be a wake up call for a lot of people to perhaps invest a lot more in bonds or something like that. People who don't have usually who don't usually have insurance policies for whatever line of work they're in. I think they're going to think twice coming out of this. So that'll certainly affect a lot of people. And and yeah, I absolutely see a lot of people perhaps considering full time if that that's an option for them in, in professional wrestling. Maybe some people on a lower level might be getting rid, out of professional wrestling altogether coming out of this. You know, there, there could ha- be. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, for, for all businesses, there's going to be, you know, a, an enormous effect that this is all going to going to have. And I would say that that will be something to look at, too, is, yeah, the the attitude that some independent wrestlers may have that, you know, at a time they may have thought, you know, I, I don't want to be working for a major company. I like having my schedule versus, OK, I've gone through this. I, I don't want to go through something traumatic like this ever again. And what are the offers going to be like? I mean, if this is a significant hit on WWE and AEW, are those big offers going to be fewer and far between as well coming out of this? Um, That's, you know, all of this is kind of secondary to what everyone's going through now. But whenever there is something enormous like this, there is always the residual effects that could be months and years in terms of how long it's felt for that. The pendulum to me, it always tends to shift and won't level off for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about the idea as well that, you know, when they do come back at some point, is there a certain responsibility, Nate, do you find if you are the WWE or any of the industry leaders um, that you look at um, AEW as well, by extension, any companies that having, having a, a certain look at kind of why we operate in the ways that we do, like a lot of this, you know, you look at it a week ago. I don't know how many people are looking at the idea of, you know, Tetsuya Naito spitting in someone's face, but mm. it's going to be a different world when they <laughs> come back that I, I think you can assess a lot of different scenarios that we are just we just take as commonplace in pro wrestling that may be looked at with more of a, a scrutinized look after the, the, the world has gone through this this pandemic. I think, John, whenever something like this happens, and I'm even going to broaden it out outside the world of wrestling, you'd like to think that everybody will be able to take a look at what's happened, take a look at the causes of what's happened and and change accordingly and, and be able to evolve after that traumatic event or that time of crisis. But the reality is everybody's not going to do that because human beings are stubborn by nature. So the best you can hope for, John, and then this is Mr. Glass half full here. The best you can hope for is that some people will change because of this, that some people will differ and alter the way they do business as a result of this. And so, yeah, I'd like to think that Vince will change, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, I'm a little more optimistic, and a little bit more hopeful uh, for AEW because Tony Khan does seem like somebody who, even though he's not perfect, even though he hadn't made all the right choices, he seems more willing to listen to public opinion and listen to, you know, maybe some of the concerns his employees might have. So maybe that'll change. But honestly, I think the biggest difference might actually come from the independent companies out there. The biggest difference might actually come from the companies who will have to improve in order to make sure they keep that workforce in place. And, and, and I also I think the workers will have to start speaking out for themselves a little bit more. 
Uh, obviously, you know, you want that job security. Obviously, you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to be a malcontent. But as, you know, we saw during, and this is obviously a different subject matter, but as we saw during the Jordan Miles ACH thing, sometimes you have to be the the squeaky wheel in order to get greased. Sometimes you have to be a malcontent because that's the way things get set in motion sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, Honestly, what I would love to see out of this is maybe the workers speaking up for themselves a little bit more and the companies doing the right thing by their workforce. But I again, I'm not holding my breath like human human humans have been through so many things. John Pollock, you know, they, they've been through war and famine and drought and pestilence and and anger and fear and avarice, and greed and, and racism, <laughs> sexism, misogyny, homophobia. Uh, Vince Russo's nitros in, from the year 2000. There's so many things that you would think would change human nature, John, but here we are. Here we are kind of in, in the same place that we've always been. Do, do you believe, Andrew, like we, we've focused a lot on kind of the, 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 the top companies, but I mean, certainly the questions are there about whether, you know, companies, you know, impact MLW, you know, kind of those, those secondary promotions that are out there as well i mean certainly in the case of impact they have like a large ownership group behind them but i mean this is this is it's going to affect everybody the big question is the the degree in which this is going to affect all the other companies that um don't necessarily have the, the same level of you know financing behind them yeah, uh, like like you said, like impact the MLWs of the world. I I I think they can they'll they'll make it through this. Um, you know, I I think they'll be fine. Like, because of course, impact they have access behind them, and I think they'll you know continue to push forward throughout this situation. MLW they might have a bit of a rougher time, but I still think they'll be able to make it through. Like when you're looking at independent promotions like AAW, uh, so so, so many Glory Pro like promotions like that that run uh once a month, uh, maybe twice a month. You know, like Black Label Pro those, those type of promotions. I think it'll be rougher for them because they like 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 again they 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 rely on you know the 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 ordering of their 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 events on, on these streaming services and now they don't have the opportunity to earn that money like and, and it's going to be so difficult for them to to bounce back and hopefully the situation blows over quickly even though I don't think it will it would I hope it blows over in in a good enough time so those promotions won't have so much of a hit because like I, I really think this thing is going to seriously do some damage to professional wrestling as a whole, but I think it will do even greater damage to the independent wrestling scene. Um, it is it, looking real. It's, it's it's just not looking too good right now for for the independent scene and for those promotions that just rely on those monthly shows for income to continue to build onto the next show past that next monthly show. Like it's like it, it's it's so much into like this one thing. Uh, and, and and not even just, uh, stepping outside the world of professional wrestling. You're looking at like the NBA. Like I even saw a recent report from um, one of their reporters, Adrian Wojnarowski. He tweeted out that the NBA they they like considering, and and this is likely it's going to happen. They're not considering resuming the season until June or July. And even when they mm-hmm. do, they're they're talking about having no fans in attendance. Period. Like wow. and, and 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 that's that's because the, the NBA the NBA finals usually take place in the July, so that's delaying the season back even more. And then you dipping into the NFL territory, like it, it, it's a lot of stuff going on, man. And it's it's gonna be real interesting to see how things play out. But hopefully things uh, going back to wrestling. Hopefully things you know sort of progress uh, smoothly over the next couple of weeks, so those independent promotions won't fall out. 
do you guys think you know certainly like uh on this side of the world we're we're reaching we're headed we're not even at but we're like headed towards i think the peak of what this thing might look like but um perhaps in asia do you guys feel like the story might be a little bit different do you think we'll start to see uh, some form of recovery from you know uh, new japan pro wrestling or any of, of the other promotions over there Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Like I've, I've even seen like videos from uh from I, I think it's this one this one website. I think it's called AJ Plus. Like they post like uh inspirational videos, like and just, just things of the such. But I saw a video that they're doing in China, and they're like completely like taking care of the city. Like Ooh. I see them like hosing like multiple things down around the city like quarantine in the city making sure everybody's good and like they're saying that China might make just a they're, they're going to improve the fastest out of mo- out of most areas in the world like in like I, I think Asia is going that that specific area they're going to bounce back rather quickly and then I like I don't necessarily know as far as New Japan for wrestling goes I don't necessarily know if they were ahead of the curve well maybe they were in in regards to this or it just got to them first or you know maybe they were ahead of the curve either one but i think they're going to bounce back fairly quickly and i think uh you know everything is going to once it improves uh i I, well yeah basically i just think it's going to improve uh, in those areas very very quickly opposed to how it's going to be in this area where we're at well, speaking like uh, China, like I was watching uh, Rachel Maddow the other night, you know, because I, I don't only watch wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and she had a uh, physician on and he was basically going step by step of the measures that they took in order to tamp down the virus. And it was just fascinating. And it's again, you can <laughs> you can have your your disagreements with the way the Chinese government conducts themselves. But in terms of the way they handled this it's night and day than from how the U.S. Yeah. government took care of things, where even as recently as two weeks ago, you know, some people in the government was calling this make-believe. They was calling it a fairy tale. They was calling it a hoax. It's, it's just a work, brother. It's not a shoot. But now it's like, yeah, you, you probably should have been listening to the experts. You probably should have been paying attention. So, like I said off the top, guys, I think that we're just kind of heading into the tunnel right now, and it'll probably again. I'm no expert. I'm no doctor. I don't even play one on TV. Uh, but you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're probably in for a good, you know, eight weeks of hard times. And we, but I think the thing is, as long as people are diligent about taking care of themselves and the people around them, as long as people can kind of you know keep reasonably calm about this as long as people can listen to the the correct information that is being presented by people in the medical field i think we'll be all right the the problem becomes when you have disinformation spread the problem becomes when you have people stirring up fears the problem becomes when you have people kind of intensifying and fanning the flames of hysteria that's when you get into a into a situation that is more serious than it needed to be in the first place so i'm hoping that cooler heads will prevail i'm hoping that our better angels will rise up and you know we'll, we'll, we'll get through this together well guys i want to thank uh, both of you uh for taking uh, some time out of your schedules tonight to uh, join us uh we we definitely wanted to uh bring you guys on to uh to chat and you know give people uh so some insight in as well to uh, what you guys are going through as well. So, uh, Andrew, uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you uh, this week up at postwrestling.com. Nate, uh, you will be back 
on Saturday uh, with the Rocky Maivia Picture Show. And is there anything else you've got going on? Yes, uh, Saturday I'll be back with the Rocky Maivia Picture Show. Tentatively scheduled to have uh, Brian Mann on, bring bringing back the uh, the Keep It Two Thousand Squad, firing up the satellite ahead again. Uh, so we'll. If, if I'm able to get a hold of Brian, if, if we're able to make our schedules connect, we're going to be reviewing. We can do it, we're doing a double feature with uh, the other guys as well as, uh, uh, I believe, Painting Game. I have to double check my notes, but uh, we'll be doing a, a double feature. But uh, in, in terms of everything else I got going on, like I know this might be a rough time for the postmarks out there but uh if you do happen to be stuck inside if, if you if you you know can't go into work and you you, you know you, you're trying to figure out what to do what to do around the house <laughs> might i suggest with all with all humility here ladies and gentlemen might i suggest that you take five dollars out your pocket right now and head over to the kings of sport patreon myself and brother marcus vandenberg uh we recently did a show that's up for free on the uh, patreon feed where we Talk to uh, Alex Patel, who you guys and girls heard on the uh, Post Wrestling Cafe this past week. Uh, that's up there. Uh, there. There's a bunch of uh, uh, various shows with politics. You know, tonight they're having the Democratic debate. Chris from L.A. and I just recently did a show uh, talking about Bernie and Biden. Uh, there's a uh, Tyson the, Fury. The Nubian uh, Wrestling Advocate. Yes, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, the most recent episode, featured Andrew Thompson. So, uh, yes, sir. There, there's a lot up there, and and uh, yes, so like I think, you know, if if you're bored or, or if you just like hearing my voice and and want some of that positivity in your life, it can be yours for for a low low price. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I think a side effect of this is we might be getting some like super interesting podcasts because as Andrew mentioned, there's a lot of independent wrestlers with lots of time on their hand now, and so like. They, they, they need outlets, and, and we all need a, a, a place to kind of express ourselves and talk through these things and get through this uh, as, as a community. Uh, so, yeah, check out the Kings of Sport. Check out, you know, John and William Post Wrestling. Check out Andrew on YouTube. Uh, the brother doesn't mm-hmm. promote himself enough. Check out Andrew yeah. on YouTube. He's done some great interviews this year. Yeah, Andrew, where can people uh, go subscribe to the channel? Uh, Andrew Thompson interviews on YouTube, and you can follow me on Twitter at AD Thompson. Uh, I actually got an interview coming out tomorrow. And I'm uh, going to be interviewing uh, a, spe- a very, very, very special lady uh, tomorrow as well. Like, I'm very excited to put this young lady story out there. It's not I don't think a lot of people know who she is, but she's a fellow African-American referee uh, and they, based in uh, she's based on the West Coast. So I'm, I'm very interested to put her story out there. And hopefully that leads to her, you know, getting some more attention on her because I, I just found her story very interesting. So I'm, I'm very excited to put that out. And you catch the written version on Post Wrestling as well. Well, uh, guys, thank you uh, so much uh, for joining Way and I tonight, and uh, we look forward to hearing uh, from all of you uh, on your respective uh, platforms and outlets, and uh, hopefully here as well. Hey, hey John, uh, John, and what, John? Real quick, real quick. I don't, I don't want to be so strident on this opinion, but you know, you and Brother Ting just had your birthdays. Happy birthdays, my brother. Uh, Happy birthdays, man. Now that, now that we have learned, you know, now that we're going through this crisis together as, as a global community, can we once and for all? Put a band, put a moratorium on the trick birthday candles. Why are you spitting all up on my cake, man? <laughs> it's not healthy. That's not what we're doing right now.
So no, no more birthday yeah. candles in general. Just cut birthday candles out I, of the equation, waiting. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I I was given a birthday cake this week with a candle, and I I opted to not blow the candle out. <laughs> I did an imaginary smart, smart. blowing of the candle. Oh, I mean, listen, you and I have both spoken to Doctor Patel. Droplets, droplets. Mm, I'm I'm yes. so so conscious of droplets. Anytime I see two people talking to each other now. I'm like, I'm like watching for those little specks of spit coming out of people's <laughs> mouths. I'm so sensitive to droplets now. So no, absolutely for now, for the next several weeks, people, blow your candles out somewhere else. Not on me. Not on my cake. Not on your cake. Away from the food, please. There's so much now that just going out for, like, regular things that you do in your day that you're watching now with completely different eyes, it's... Like everyone is being reprogrammed now. And I don't know yes. what our society is going to look like six months from now of things that we did not even think twice about that are going to be considered uh, outrageous six months from now. Like, like even so much as, you know, giving somebody like a high five or, you know, dapping them up. Like I can't even do that no more. Like people going to learn to respect the fist bump or catch the elbow. Like it's no more me dapping you up. No, Like, you know, you know how people try to dap up and bring in a hug. Like, don't do that. Just give me the elbow. Give me the fist bump. You got to respect it. No more dapping, John. Listen, if if there if this eliminates the handshake. I, I will be the first one to be waving goodbye to the handshake. <laughs> that can be one thing where we can all just move on. I uh, I have never been a fan of the handshake. These are the hugs and we know. No, no, we can. Uh, th- that that's retired as well. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for. Uh, oh, wait, real, real, real quick, real quick, John. I don't know when the next time I'm be able, I'm gonna be able to be on a podcast with you. So I gotta ask, can, can we get a recite of the DJ Joe? Post? No, I, I knew that's where you were going. I knew that's where you were going. I I don't know when the, when's the next time I'm gonna be on the on the post wrestling cafe or the podcast with you, way or dating. Oh, I, I, I need to. Fifteen year anniversary. Braden Harrington has uh, offered to to put out a remix, John. If you want to get get back on the track, let me just say that it is just the the happiest moments of my week. Every other week, when someone discovers my sketch comedy <laughs> that I had to put together for a university project that I have been such a good sport about leaving out there. Um, this was done, Andrew, in, in 2006, <laughs> which uh, I'm not even sure if you were born by 2006. <laughs> but believe me, that would be what present day kids would be calling a banger. Because the, the, the only spitting that we are allowing during this time of the coronavirus <laughs> oh, is DJ Joe Post spitting hot fire. <laughs> All right, this is this is where we say goodbye. Bars. The, 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 song. the song wasn't even bad. I'm telling you, it wasn't. It was a good song. <laughs> so it'll be a while before we uh, let Andrea and Nate back on one. Of <laughs> I am recommending uh, at least eight weeks before we have uh, groups of uh, two or more on, on the show. Self distancing on the podcast. <laughs> No, guys, there, there's always seats at the table here. Just no uh, no handshakes. Uh, we always <laughs> love having both of you on. And thanks for joining us. So thank you again to Nate Milton and Andrew Thompson. That was a really great chat. I was glad we got to get both of them on tonight. Uh, I, I hope to do it a bit more often during all this time. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's great to talk to those guys. I love doing roundtables. I, like, I prefer doing them in person because sometimes it's very hard when you've got four. But that went really well. Maybe we could do like video even like that might make it less 
awkward, but yeah, it also depends on on I think the chemistry, and we we spoke to both those guys, uh, you know, usually, and they they're clearly very aware of you and your past, so I think that helps. <laughs> Before we get on out of here, um, so Raw's on for Monday night. We've got Steve Austin on the show. He is en route to Orlando, as is Edge, who announced that it sounds like he is driving there, which is nine hours from North Carolina. So that sounds fun. Uh, And then we've got the contract signing with The Undertaker and AJ Styles. Like, they are pushing this as like a regular, like a big edition of Raw. And And they're proceeding as if WrestleMania is still a go. And, man, that'll be the most interesting part of it. Well, that to me was... Like a disconnect on SmackDown, and I think it's going to be even more um, more the case on Monday, is that, yeah, you're building for a show that I don't think most of your audience believes is happening on that day. Yeah, we shall see. You know, we shall see. I mean, I'm, internal policy right now seems to be we're going ahead until they tell us we can't. I mean, shit. I don't know. I have no idea what that's going to look like. I have no idea what the world is going to look like in No, that's... Like oh. it's only the prevental the preventive measures are only increasing. Like I don't know what we're gonna be talking about in twenty four hours, but it's gonna be different than what it is at this moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean no matter what, I, I suppose, you know, they do have these scripts written out. I mean, what what else are they gonna do? Just have random matches? So uh well they might actually do that, because how else are they gonna fill these three hours? All right, uh, that's going to wrap things up. Way and I will be back on Monday night with Rewind to Raw, and we do have our regular schedule of shows this week. I don't think we're going to be impacted unless we're talking about no more new wrestling or MMA cards, which at least this week uh, they are moving forward with. But in the event of that, I mean, Way and I have been discussing alternate plans, so we we don't have any plans to slow down on shows. Uh, we have lots of different ideas. Yeah. Um, that we're ready to lean on. So if, if need be, uh, we're planning to be doing shows regular, regardless of what um, we're covering. As long as John and I have our voices, as long as we have our health, as as long as I have an internet connection, you can guarantee there will be a podcast in your podcast player in the morning, whenever you expect it, maybe even more than usual. So um, in fact, I, I mean, I'm even kind of open to hearing some ideas, you know, but let's let's just wait and see what, what the wrestling schedule turns out to be so far. So in the meantime, you can go to postwrestling.com. Any new updates, uh, status of various shows, that will all be up on the website. So you can look forward to that. Uh, Thank you again to Andrew Thompson and Nate Milton uh, for joining us. And do go check out uh, their respective outlets. Uh, Andrew Thompson interviews on YouTube. Patreon.com slash Kings of Sport. They do some fantastic shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are must-listens for me, whether it's uh, Nate with uh, Chris in LA or Nate and Marcus. Uh, They've got uh, a great series of shows to check out definitely and way just just tweet way again if you uh missed his birthday on saturday a happy birthday way you do not have to do that but uh thank you for everybody who wished either a, a john or myself a happy birthday it was quite the memorable birthday week i will say so uh yeah uh you know it's times like these where i think it's really nice to be able to know, know that we have this kind of community that we built up online um you know it's it's a really shitty time but i feel like we're more prepared to handle something like this than you know the human race has ever been before and much of that is because of i think you know uh what we have through the internet um so i look forward to seeing what what changes come and and i'm keeping positive keeping positive i think i think that's what you need to do i mean in a strange way um as we are 
kind of moving towards like everyone feels like they're isolated from everybody, but just being out walking today, everybody's in the same boat. Everybody is going through this in varying degrees at the moment. And in a weird way, everyone's united by this as well. And I think that there is some solace to take in that, that no one is uh, going through this alone and I'm not going to get too spiritual, but uh, we will get through this. So thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, Appreciate our guests for stopping by and we will speak with you Monday night. Namaste. Namaste.